0: Journey Business Plans is the leading immigration business plan writing service provider in Canada. With more than 10 years of experience, Journey has grown to become a trusted partner for immigration consultants and lawyers. Journey focuses on preparing business plans for a number of immigration applications, including intercompany transfers, startup visas, significant benefits, self-employed, PNPs, and so much more. Their main competitive advantages are reliability, responsiveness, and overall customer service, and I can attest to that. For those of you who don't yet know about Journey, ask your colleagues about them. They're amazing. Or even better, try out their work. You can visit their website at www.journey.ca and mention you listened to my podcast with the code Journey 10 That's H O L T H E J O O R N E Y number 10, and that'll provide you with a 10% discount on your very first business plan for new lawyers. We're so grateful to have Journey Business Plans as the title sponsor of this podcast.
1: The Canadian immigration process can be complex and frustrating. With the Canadian Immigration Department making it virtually impossible to speak to an officer, there are a few places to turn to for trusted information. The Canadian Immigration Podcast was created to fill this void by offering the latest on immigration law, policy, and practice. Please welcome ex-immigration officer and Canadian immigration lawyer, Mark Holtby, as he is joined by industry leaders across Canada, sharing insight to help you along your way.
2: All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Canadian Immigration Podcast. And my name is Alicia Backman B. Harry. I am standing in for Mark Holthy today. I am joined by Igor Kirillak, who is our articling student and faithful companion on these immigration law journeys. Igor, how are you today?
3: I'm doing great, Alicia. Thank you so much for holding the fort for Mark. Um, we will do a very short episode today just to give an update as to what's happening with Canadian immigration and especially what's happening with Alberta because we have some major news mhm
2: absolutely so we don't wanted to do a quick little podcast on almost like a news flash what's happening with the Alberta Advantage Immigration Program and so there was some interesting news that is going to cause i think some heartbreak for a number of people and also provide an option and an opportunity for another group of people so we can start with what do you want to do igor do you want to start with the bad news or you want to start with the good news
3: let's start with the bad news and then we'll wrap up with some hopeful news for other candidates.
2: Okay, so the bad news came out on Thursday, February 15th. So it wasn't a Valentine's Day present, it was the day after Valentine's Day. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, the AAIP, the Alberta Advantage Immigration Programme, which is our provincial nominee program, announced without warning, no more Alberta Opportunity Stream applications will be processed, period. So there was no warning. There was no, hey, everybody's got to get their applications in by a certain date. It was just all of a sudden, February 15th, no more AOS. And this is a significant development. Just to confirm, AAIP said they will continue to assess Alberta Opportunity Stream applications that were submitted before the pause. so as long as people actually had submitted their application, paid for it, got it into the system before February 15th, they should be okay. However, any draft applications, so as people may or may not know, if you are applying for AOS, it is a non-express entry linked application. It's what used to be called a paper-based application, where you have a separate profile in the Alberta stream, you have to do an application for AOS, and you have a draft application that can sit in there for some time before you're ready to actually submit it. If you were one of those people who had a draft application in the AAIP portal, and you were trying to do AOS, and the application was not yet submitted, even those pending the final fee payment, they will not be accepted. So if you're in the unfortunate position of having submitted it, but you didn't get to have the final payment submitted yet, that application is going to get tossed as well. So maybe Igor, can you give us some insight on who would be using AOS? What is this application stream? What is that typically held out hope for um, in terms of the applicant demographic?
3: Yeah, the biggest benefactors of this uh, program were the Ukrainian community right now in Alberta. Uh, We have more than 50,000 Ukrainians who came to Calgary alone. And um, with their knowledge of English, they don't have many choices. And for some of them, The federal programs are not an option because of the language barrier, education, Canadian work experience, especially skilled Canadian work experience. So they were looking at the Alberta Opportunity Stream as their main pathway to permanent residency in Alberta. And we both know um, provincial nominee programs in Ontario and BC are not the programs that you actually would really consider if you don't have significant ties in work experience in that province and you don't have the ex- employer who has a certain income threshold uh, revenue threshold I would admit I would say so Alberta opportunity stream was this uh, this this one hope that Ukrainian community had to actually remain in Canada as permanent residents and many people hoped to accumulate one year of Canadian work experience and then with just minimum language requirements CLB4 or CLB5 they would be applying for this program. And Alicia, it, it brings me to a thought. Most of the important announcements don't come um, announced, I would say. Like, they appear all of uh, out of the blue without any warning. And when we have an announcement, like, hey, the minister is going to announce something very important, usually it turns out to be not as important. So um, yeah, a big shock for Ukrainian community. Um, m- many people um, were hoping for the AUS. And actually, not long ago, we went to Lethbridge with Mark and gave a presentation where we explained why Alberta is an attractive province for Ukrainian community and why AUS is the program that they would be really interested in and um, encouraged them to explore this program. And then maybe two weeks later, uh, actually, less. I think it's nine days after the presentation we have this huge change, so that that leaves the Ukrainian community with less options and maybe one of the alternatives that they can consider is the Rural Renewal Program, RNAP, um, maybe the Alberta Tech Pathway, Accelerated Tech Pathway. So. Those are the options that you really have to consider now in light of the changes to the AOS and maybe then when the AOS reopens its um, intake of the applications, we'll see some changes that will also enable some applicants working in the specific industries uh, to apply for this renewed program.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's definitely going to be a blow to anybody who was hoping for AOS because, as Igor said, you're right, Igor, it was kind of the one beacon of hope. If you had CLB 4 or 5, if you were in a lower knock, then you could still have some sort of pathway to PR in Alberta. And that was the only program. AOS is the only program where you can have those lower language because for anything in the Alberta Express Entry linked pathway, of course, you've got to meet the federal requirements under Express Entry for either canadian experience class or federal skilled worker which requires you to have the clb level not us uh, sorry seven for everything um you get additional points if you have nine but it's clb seven for everything under the other streams so um, what has happened though is that you know, if you take a look at the numbers, you can actually go to the AAIP website and take a look at the streams for workers. Keep in mind that Alberta only has 9,750 nomination spots for 2024. And if you look at the ongoing applications, the number of applications in the queue for AOS, they already had 5,000 applications in the queue, 5,093 were sitting in the queue. Um, for Alberta Express Entry Stream linked applications for Alberta PNP, they had about 766, and for Rural Renewal Stream, they already had 1,477. So, my sense, Igor, is that Alberta figured, hey, we've got a lot of applicants sitting in the queue already. We can be really choosy about who we want. And so, what they did was on the 13th, February 13th, they announced this brand new pathway. So, it will be a new new stream. We don't have all the details of the stream yet. It isn't open yet. It should be opening on March 1st, but it will be targeted specifically for people who are in the tourism and hospitality sectors. And so we know that chronically Alberta has shortages, especially during the summer months, Banff and Canmore and everywhere in the mountains and in other areas too within these sectors. And so there will be a new stream. This is the good news. It's not going to necessarily help uh, most applicants who are relying on AOS but it may help some applicants and so there's not a lot of details on the AAIP website yet. It does say applications are going to open March 1st. It's going to have a limited number of applicants. There has been a CBC article that was mentioning that out of the total 9,750 nominations, they're guessing that it's going to be about eight to 10 percent of the nominations will come through this new category. and There should be expedited processing, and presumably they want to expedite these applications because it's February now, and most of the time people are required for the the spring-summer months here. So um, the only details we have yet is that the tourism hospitality stream is going to be open to individuals who've already been working for a tourism and hospitality business for at least six months and they've met the criteria to establish themselves in Alberta permanently. So what we don't know, Igor, is whether that means you have to have been working that whole six months in Alberta or if you could have been working six months within the industry and you've got ties to alberta and you can prove that alberta job offer because you do have to have a valid full-time non-seasonal job offer from an approved employer operating within the appropriate industry so they haven't told us what exactly that means yet Um, for some of the other streams like when they had the Alberta Express Entry tech subcategory, they did have these NAICS codes. So they said, you know, the employer has to be within these industries and the candidate has to be within these knocks, So it could be that they're going to be doing something similar to that. And there was also in the news article, but not on the AAIP website, supposedly a statement from the Alberta Ministry of Immigration and Multiculturalism, which says that this new immigration stream is going to target specifically 18 National Occupation Classification Codes, so I will go through them super quick. But what we're going to do is create a blog post and we will have that on our website so people can go and and read this as well. But those 18 occupations should be program leaders and instructors in recreation, sports and fitness. Keep in mind as well that people need to be making a median wage or at least the wage that's indicated. And there is some um, discrepancy about whether that would be the median wage based on the job bank or it might be the median wage based on ALIS, A-L-I-S, which is the Alberta website. So those details have yet to come out, but keep in mind that not everybody's going to be eligible. Your employer has to be paying you a high enough wage. So first one is program leaders and instructors in REC. Second is restaurant and food service managers. Then we have accommodation service managers food service supervisors, chefs, cooks, maitre d's and hosts hostesses bartenders hotel front desk clerks tour and travel guides outdoor sport and recreational guides food and beverage servers food counter attendants kitchen helpers and related support occupations support occupations in accommodation travel and facilities setup services light duty cleaners specialized cleaners janitors caretakers and heavy duty cleaners and the last one is dry cleaning laundry and related occupations so there you have it everybody we have a brief little short and sweet update we had the bad news we have the good news and stay tuned for more information as always we want to thank our sponsor journey business services for helping to send out some fantastic immigration legal information and stay tuned for another podcast coming soon
3: thank you alicia
2: Thanks, Igor.
1: Thank you for listening to the Canadian Immigration Podcast, your trusted source for information on Canadian immigration law policy and practice. If you would like to book a legal consultation, please visit www.holtylaw.com. You can also find lots more helpful information on our Canadian Immigration Institute YouTube channel, where you can join Mark on one of his many Canadian Immigration Live Q&As. See you soon, and all the best as you navigate this crazy world we call Canadian Immigration.